Talking Travel with Sally Lucas joining us this afternoon. Sally, we're off to England. We are off to England and we're walking in England, which is always a good thing to be doing, walking that is, whether it's in England or anywhere else for that matter. Um, it's one of those wonderful exercises that nearly anyone can do at any age and even though some are slower than others, we can all get out there and walk and it's always good for us. Now this is called the Thames Path and it's part of a number of national trails throughout Britain that you can undertake. Um, but I just thought I'd mention this one because if you're going to London, it's, they've divided it up into about 15 sections from where the Thames starts, which is actually in the Cotswolds. And they said it's difficult to actually find. It's just a little trickle in a field and then you just keep following it. And apparently it's these walks are very well signposted and you follow them along the way. But I thought if someone wanted to do just the part even that's in and around London, you can do that over two days and, you know, start round about Putney and then it's all well signposted as well. And, of course, you're passing all sorts of interesting buildings and restorations and eventually Houses of Parliament and Tower Bridges, etc. But if you did want to start it at the beginning, of course, you can. And it goes through, like, to give you an idea, as I said, starts in the Cotswolds um, and it goes through places, for example, called Newbridge and Oxford and Abingdon, Wallingford, uh, Goring-on-Thames, um, Reading, Henley-on-Thames, Maidenhead, Windsor, Stain, Shepparton, um, and so on. And then the Putney, as I said, is the last two legs is from Putney into finishing in London. So it's, it's, it's quite interesting too because in yes. just a couple of centuries ago that probably would have been the major highway of the area, the River Thames, exactly. rather than roads. We're so used to roads As we've days. spoken about this before, Jane, probably some time ago now, how rivers were our roads and how it's very interesting to follow the life of a river for that very reason and that you'll find lots of interesting, you know, artefacts, buildings, etc. That if you you wouldn't normally see if you were just driving through the city, if you do have to get off. Now this isn't a cycling path, by the way. It is just a road. I mean, a, a footpath for pedestrians. Um, so yes, so you'll you go and see all sorts of interesting things. As I said, beyond Oxford, of course, um, you go into, into where the river widens in, and then everything starts to get larger, and you've got more settlements. But when you start, of course, it's, it's you're just in fields, and you've got this narrow little stream that eventually becomes wider and wider, um, and of of course, you've got the Chilterns where you go through as well. So, yeah, I just thought when I was reading an article, it was actually in the Sydney Morning Herald in their, their travel supplement, and someone had done it there. And I thought, oh, wow, how wonderful, you know, and I didn't, wasn't even aware of this particular walk. But you can actually look at it on a website. It's in the, the nationalrail.co, sorry, nationalrail.co.uk slash Thames Path. But if you just go into the normal website, you'll see all the other um, walks that you can do and they just advise you the correct trains you know to get to your start points to do these walks so once you're doing this ex- this section from Putney to the Tower Bridge um, it's about 10.5 miles or 16.8 kilometres along long sorry that's on the south bank and if you do it on the north bank it's very similar so not a lot of difference in the actual kilometres obviously because you're still on the same river but sometimes from one side to another it does vary just a little. So you can do this quite easily when you're based in London you could do part of the walks, all of the walks and if you've got some time and you want to do something a little bit different which I think would be a wonderful thing to do. Um, the South Bank the, the walk starts in Wandsworth 
And you've got a, they say you get huge changes there to the riverfront, which has happened just in the last 10 years now from, you know, how rivers, I think, worldwide, we're doing more to go back to accessing our rivers and exploring our rivers and having things to do along our rivers, whether it be walking paths, cycling paths, establishing gardens, seats, parks, you know, so that you can enjoy uh, what the river has to offer. So they've now got like modern promenades for the walkers along the river, uh, which before, of course, were quite, um, you know, minuscule and, and not very very good paths. So you do have, you know, good paths to walk on once you're getting into that city area, particularly. Um, Battersea Park is another area and you go past the old power station, which apparently is due for redevelopment soon as well. And then onto the real heart of the city between Vauxhall and the Tower Bridge. There's so much to see, of course, as you can imagine, as we've said along there. So I just thought, isn't that an interesting thing to do? And uh, there are lots of other walks, as I mentioned, and some of them, just to give you an idea, there's one called the North Downs Way. Um, and it's a 246-kilometre path which uh, follows the ancient route of the pilgrims uh, to Canterbury and taking the Dover White Cliffs along the way. Um, another one called Shakespeare's Way, um, sort of you can p- pretend you've been the bard in his boots maybe um, going along this one. It's a relatively new trail. It was only established in uh, 2006, and it traces a Shakespearean journey for 235 kilometres from his birthplace in Stratford-on-Avon down to the Globe Theatre in London. And then there's the Two Moors Way, which is 188 kilometres, which goes through two of England's well-known moors, Dartmoor and um, Exmoor. And there's another one called the Ridgeway, and it's only 139 kilometres, and it does the Chiltern Hills and the North Wessex Downs. And another one called the Clarendon Way, um, which is across the top of Wessex, and it begins at Salisbury Cathedral and finishes at Winchester. And that's only a 44 kilometre. But if you go onto that website, there's heaps of different walks throughout England that would be most interesting to do, or even if you just want to do part of them. It'd be something lovely to include in your English holiday. To NURFM, and we are talking travel, Sally Lucas and I, for our sponsor, Travel World on King. We're heading over towards the Americas, the North Americas this time, Sal. Yes, not the South Americas. Well, I, actually, I shouldn't say that. There is one little snippet about something new happening in South America. Oh, but, good. The Americas. Uh, but the Americas. But basically, the Mississippi River Cruises, I was going to mention, we now are lucky enough to have representation for that company in Australia, which we didn't have before. So there's a whole you know, range of wonderful Mississippi River cruises now that they've, you know, re-surfaced the vessel, refurbished it. You know, it looks beautiful, the old bell that, that goes down the, the Mississippi paddle River. Steamer. Paddle steamer. She's wonderful. beautiful. She's a lovely, lovely vessel. And there's a whole range of cruises you can do, ranging from a seven-night uh, New Orleans to Memphis. There's also um, um, a 14-night that goes on then to goes up to Memphis and back through to St. Louis, or St. Louis as they call it, uh, St. Louis to St. Paul, Cincinnati's through to St. Louis and St. Paul. So quite a number of terrific, if you're interested, particularly in the South, and also you're taking in like um, country music areas as well, as doing that as Graceland and so on. So it's sort of a bit of a musical area, isn't it, a part of the world when you think of New Orleans or New Orleans, as they call it, in the jazz as well. So it is quite a, a very intense musical part of America. So it would be very interesting to do any of that. And as well as that now, we've also got some cruises um, doing the rivers in the New England area. So I thought that's really interesting. That's something really new that we haven't had availability of before. And these start from New York and go up through the Catskills um, into Albany and King 
Kingston, West Point and so on and back. So that's another interesting, because you can imagine doing that in the autumn, how beautiful that would be with all your autumn colours. And there's a mid-Atlantic inland passage as well. Now that starts from Baltimore and goes you know, through the Chesapeake Bay and to Kitty Hawk and Beaufort, Wilmington, Myrtle Beach and Charleston. So there's some really you know, different things we just haven't had before. And an East Coast inland package is available as well. That's another one. And they're on lovely vessels, um, as well as having that Mississippi River Queen, the bell that goes up there. So that's just to let you know that there is a little bit of different cruising out there in the Americas, which we haven't had available before. And even there are some cruises now starting and doing the um, the Arctic and the far north from the Canadian side. Like we've had the Arctic cruises on the European side, but there's also now... Arctic cruises from the Canadian side. So we're really getting an exposure to a wide range of cruise options now with a lot of these expedition vessels and smaller vessels that'll, you know, take us into all these little nooks and crannies. Um, now, the other one I was going to mention, as I said to you, Jane, it's actually run by um, Avalon Cruises. It's a new river cruise on the Amazon in South America. So this is um, only starting next year, by the way, so it's still a, a way off, but they've just made an announcement this week about the new product, which will start next year. And it's an 11-day itinerary that will be departing from the capital of Peru, which is Lima, and it incorporates a three-night uh, sailing aboard the MV Araya. Um, and 10 of the ships, uh, 16 cabins, have been allotted for exclusive sail to Avalon here in Australia, which is great. That means we, at least we get... We have more than half the share of cabins to choose from, so that's all good. So just really interesting, I think, to be able to do that now. So they've got a little itinerary based around that cruise as well, going into South America. And also they've got some fabulous new trips uh, cruising through into Cambodia too, in the Mekong and so on. So cruising is just expanding all the time. It must be one of the biggest growth markets I think I've known in years, in, in particularly in the cruise industry. It's, it's really quite remarkable. Um, moving on to things airline. If we may. Let's. Let's. This is really um, geared towards the business traveller. And I just thought there's been some reviews recently on a few of the major airlines, you know, who's got the best pointy end, I suppose, if you like, (laughs) um, as they call it. So there's been a review done on Emirates and Qantas and Cathay Pacific and Singapore Airlines. Um, Now, they've all got pretty good ratings, to be quite honest with you. um, And they sort of give them a rating out of 25. Uh, Emirates got 23 out of 25, um, but they also have first class on Emirates, which a lot of the airlines don't have now. Got 100% marks on that. They couldn't fault them at all. Um, Qantas Business Class got 21.5. They do have first class in some of their Airbuses now, and it got 22.5. And Singapore Airlines, 23.5, and Cathay, 22.5. So, you know, they all rated... Still fairly highly, and I guess what you've got to do, you need to go on and have a look at the virtual uh, different airline. You can either go onto their websites, or you can go onto Seat Guru is another one, which lets you then look at plans and seating and how the beds are made, whether they're totally flat, whether they're at a slight angle. Because see, feel sometimes if you're at an angle, planes don't always fly exactly straight either so you know you might find that you feel you're sliding out of your bed <laughs> so the, these are important to people particularly tall people um, you know where you need to make sure that the length of that business class bed is going to be adequate for your height um, but certainly Emirates they have very private 
spacious enclosed pods, you know, which are really quite private and they have a one-to-one layout which everyone has access to an aisle so there's no stepping around or doing anything with anybody. But look, honestly, if you want more information on any of those, uh, or any really any airline, it doesn't matter, Seek Guru is probably one of your best ones to have a look at and you can look at all sorts of things airline there with ratings and so on. So it's always a good good site to have a look at. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be back next Friday after the one o'clock news to talk travel again. And if you happen to be out and about or away, you don't have to miss out. You can download the 2NURFM app. It's free and you can take us with you wherever you happen to be, either on your smartphone or your tablet. And just go to your app store.